Welcome to the Authentic Dentist Podcast. Join Dr. Allison House of House Dental in Scottsdale and Sean Zayas, founder of Zana, a company helping dentists extend their care beyond the chair as they lead dentists deeper along the journey of authenticity to reach greater fulfillment in their professional lives and to deliver remarkable patient experiences. At the core of the authentic dentist is a belief that the answer to the current challenges in dentistry is dentists discovering that their greatest asset and point of differentiation is their personal brand and that forming that brand out of their authentic selves is the best strategy for success in dentistry today. So this podcast is brought to you by Zana, and Zana makes electric toothbrushes, but it's more than that. They have a program that'll grow your practice with their electric toothbrushes. Hey guys, this is Sean and Dr. Allison House with the Authentic Dentist Podcast. And today we are talking about one of my favorite topics, which I think I could write, I don't know, probably a whole dissertation on. And that is bad thinking that limits us. Um, So I I could jump off, but I'm just going to throw it to you. So there's a lot of different ways we could go about this, but let's start with, as a practice owner in the last 20 years, uh, what is some of the bad thinking that you feel has limited you? Oh, I could probably write a book. It's just terrible. Um, I think one of the worst things is looking at the past and thinking that I, if that happened before, it will always happen again. And the definition of insanity is to keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. So I've just learned that I, I take what I need from what I, I did bad before and then just move forward. Okay, so you're thinking in the context of bad. Oh, a crown didn't fit. So I sat a crown that didn't fit. I knew it didn't fit. And I sort of kicked the can forward. And then I've decided, I go home that night and I've decided I'm a bad dentist. I'm a terrible dentist. I just have ruined somebody's life. And the reality is I can just tell them <laughs> and fix it. But you you go into this negative thinking where you're just like, and I think it can destroy you, really. So is like part of that negative thinking, um, like nothing's going to change? Like meaning I'm just always going to have this sort of a struggle where I do dentistry I'm not proud of? Yeah. I'm just a terrible dentist. I've done terrible things. But the reality is we all make mistakes. I mean, dentistry isn't perfect. And then, I don't know, I've bought equipment that I shouldn't have bought. I spent a lot of money on it and didn't ever implement it properly. We all have a treadmill, don't we, in the back with a bunch of clothes on it. So the the bad thinking there was, um, was it in terms of the evaluation process wasn't wasn't thorough enough or you had some blind spots because you just believed it was going to answer all the problems but you didn't want to realistically look at like is this really what I need like what do you think was your either bias or blind spot in in buying stuff you shouldn't have bought um I didn't vet how I was going to implement it and sometimes I bought something and there actually was no support that was that's always a problem you buy something the the rep has just got you all excited about it you bought it and then there's no support for it afterwards. And then you don't know how to use it. See, that's a good one. In 2008, I signed up with Infusionsoft, which is now called Keep. And it was like one of the first automation um, platforms for like email automation. And I was like, oh my gosh, like we need this. This is going to be amazing. And I think the uh, upfront cost was like $2,000. And then there was going to be like a monthly, like six or $700 a month. 
uh, well, six months in, um, I don't know the math on that, but we probably spent what somewhere between like four or five thousand dollars, and we never got it off the ground. Like we didn't realize the actual um, not, not not the curve, but we weren't ready. And I didn't want to look at that because I just thought, oh my gosh, this is going to give us everything we need. Um, and I like conveniently didn't look at, we, we weren't ready. And we all do that. You know, you buy some piece of technology. This is what's going to transform my practice. Or I'm going to reupholster my chairs and that's going to make everybody feel better. But the real thing is it's always experience. People remember how you treat them. So we'll invest in technology, but we don't invest in our team. We do that all the time, and that is definitely bad thinking. Oh, I like that one. We invest in technology, but we don't invest in our team. And, and I feel like that's something that, um, you know, like my dad has been so prudent when it comes to um, running the business that he's run. You know, was he dental? Just, I don't know, over 20 years now, he's just been really prudent. But one of the things I see is that sometimes it's like everything is like a cost, and it's a hard cost. And, um, again, like to honor him, he has done such an amazing job, but there's been areas where I'm like, you know what? Sometimes it's not about the cost because it's an investment we need to make because the return on investment in three to six months is it's something we can't afford not to do today. Um, and not to say that my dad doesn't understand that he's an incredibly wise man, but I know that's one of the shortcomings of someone that's growing in business is everything's an expense is viewed that way um, instead of like a strategic investment, you know? Well, it's both. I mean, you really have to look at what you're spending in and if there's going to be a return on that investment. And, and that's a hard thing for us as dentists because, you know, we have all this science, we have all these clinical skills, but yeah, to really analyze something in business on is this going to pay off in the long run, that's a hard thing for us to do. And I, I often feel like my accountant doesn't know what she's talking about with that. Uh, I was like, and they don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. Oh, okay, so tell me tell me a area of bad thinking that you're probably most embarrassed about. Most embarrassed? Or Or maybe you feel like people don't, I don't know. Maybe they wouldn't expect. Like, meaning the ones I'm most embarrassed about for me are always the ones that has to do with, like, uh, like you could look at it like not having enough courage, but meaning it's always around why I don't do something. Um, like, why I'm, I'm not ready. Uh, I, I'm not qualified enough. Um, it's probably not a good idea to launch. And I've talked myself out of doing things for years because of some logical reason of I don't have enough preparation or, or something like that. And it's just embarrassing because um, I like to think of me at my best. You know, I, I don't mind taking calculated risks. Um, I can be bold. Uh, I can have courage. But I'm just embarrassed about the fact that at my worst, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> like, I'm not that courageous. I get really, um, really scared and I overthink. And, yeah, I just don't act in a way that I'm proud of. I think that's just part of being a business owner, isn't it? Because you, you do something and then you make a mistake and then you feel burned and you don't want to jump in again. Well, but that's the thing. Um, that's not what would happen. I just wouldn't do it. 
remember. So it's this so whole. So you've I, never had a failure where you invested in something and it didn't work? No, no, no. I, I did. But then because of that, I would get cautious. And then I would make exactly. that mistake of shooting it down in the idea state or in the boardroom instead of the market saying bad idea. So that's where um, the limiting, the, the real limiting mindset was let me spare myself the embarrassment, the public embarrassment by by realizing ahead of time to pull the plug. But when you pull the plug then on five, six, seven, eight things in a row that then turns into nine months of never launching something, you don't learn anything. So you might feel like, well, you didn't get public embarrassment, but at the same time, you learn nothing. So that those are the mindsets that are the most lim- limiting that I'm also the most embarrassed that I ever like allowed to have. Like so that's why I'm super I'm such a proponent now of like fail fast, fail forward, do something and let the market say, eh, not necessarily a bad idea, but you're not there yet. Iterate. Change it up a little bit. What did you actually learn versus I'm pretty sure this isn't gonna work. Let me not even try it. So there's a lot to unpack there. So when you're asking me about embarrass, um, one of the things I'm embarrassed about is I had a website for about 10 years that I never looked at, never updated, and it was terrible. But it didn't even cross my mind that I should do anything with it. It just, it, it isn't part of my generation, I guess. So when I realized that, okay, this is representing me. It's terrible. It doesn't always work. Sometimes it doesn't work on somebody's iPhone because it's so old. Yeah, that was a mistake. I should have invested in a nice website much earlier. But there's also, I have to give myself some grace. You don't know until you, you do know. So I've made lots of mistakes where I just didn't know. And so, yeah, I was embarrassed about it, but it's fixed and I move on. Um, something I invested in, I bought a Plan Mecca and in 2020, and then there was just no support. So I have a very expensive item with no support. I don't know how to use it. And I spent a lot of money on something that, yeah, is a very nice um, wall decoration right now. Yeah. I hate that. Right, because it's, it's this sense of um, it's, a, it's a sunk cost now. But it was money that could have led to a return. And now it was an investment that didn't bring any sort of return. Only frustration. And, and, tears. and a lesson learned. <laughs> but I mean, such a large amount of money. And I'm like, I should have spent that on my team. I should have invested in education for my team. I should have spent that on education for myself. But, you know, you can't should and would. There's no going back in life. You can only move forward. So... Yeah, I've learned that sometimes I'm too cautious, sometimes I'm not cautious enough. And will I all ever be perfect? Probably not. Um, by saying I'm not cautious enough, in that sense with the Plan Mecca, um, was was caution the thing that you didn't have? Or, or was it just that you didn't ask the right questions? Meaning, like, what could have prevented you from making that decision? Well, the, the thing I've learned now is that I always have to make sure there's training. There's, there always has to be training, and I have to set it up immediately, and then I have to look at how I'm going to implement whatever I've bought. Yeah, and you're definitely not alone in that. Like, oh my gosh, this, the, the even the courses I've purchased where it's like I can go at my own pace, but what happens is I don't schedule them. Um, I don't implement them, and I have this idea, oh, it's always just there. It's accessible. 
but because I don't prioritize it, well, what's the point of um, anything that you don't end up utilizing, you know? Well, because sometimes there's this fallacy that I have to sit down for three hours, so I have to block three hours of my time in order to really learn something or to do something, and then there's never three hours, ever, ever. It always seems to fill with other things. So the fallacy of ideal circumstances or I, the, the ideal being something that is almost unattainable. So because of that, you can't consistently do what you're wanting to do. See, right. that gets me all the time starting a workout plan. Well, if I don't really have the perfect plan, what if I, what if it's not the right plan? So then I don't have a plan. Well, the diet, well, what if don't work out? Right. What if it's not the right diet and what if it's really not the best thing for me? So then I just don't make changes, but that thinking's not sustainable. No, no. So yeah, you start a workout plan and it isn't the right one for you, but you've made the first step. And that's what I try and remember. Maybe I don't have three hours, but I have an hour. I can dedicate this much time. Maybe I, I don't have time to go to spin class three times a week, but I'm at least going to go twice. We're not going to just say, well, because I can't make it three times this week. You know, we're just, never mind. We're just the wash. But we do that. We do that all the time. I wish I could like give the right source for this, but I just remember somewhere in what I've read, it's like the idea of like 1% incremental change where it's like, maybe I can't start with the, because I always want to start with like 100% change, right? Like everything's set up. I have the system. I know exactly what's going to work. Like here is a complete like 180 degree turn in a different direction. And sometimes the idea is, well, if I can do something 1% better today, well, those, those wins start stacking. And in a hundred days, I mean, I don't know if you're theoretically 100% better because the 1% doesn't always work that way. But, but also, before we go here, you said something that was just really insightful. I wish I hadn't spent, well, I could have spent this on my team or I could have spent this on my own development. And I feel like, um, Allison, that's one of the things that really separates you and why you've been such a high performer is because you see the value in developing people and investing in people. Um, and I feel like that's something that now sports is really illuminating. Like, you know, you have, uh, you know, Tom Brady that is now 45 years old, but the, the people that have gone after him, like let's say the um, LeBron James and Russell Wilson are notorious for like spending over a million dollars a year on either the personal chef, the, the person that like works out their bot, like, they have invested so heavily so they can be at peak shape and peak performance. Um, and that wasn't something like Michael Jordan was doing, which is why I think he only played 10 or 12 seasons versus like going on season, what, whatever it is for LeBron, like sports fans. <laughs> I don't know my stats when it comes to basketball. Um, but that's in our own personal lives. We need to invest in ourselves as well. So yeah, that's one of those mindsets that I wish I would have learned earlier. We invest half million dollars in our practice and our education, but it can never stop there. You always have to keep investing in yourself. And whether that's clinical skills or verbal skills or learning new procedures, whatever it is, you have to keep investing in yourself. But we do forget our team often. And your team has to know everything. What is it? Ginger Rogers did everything that Fred Astaire did backwards and in heels. Yeah, your team has to be able to keep up with you. They have to be able to know what you want them to say, what you want them to do. And so you have to invest in, in them. And I think that also makes them want to stay. 
So yeah, I'm disappointed that I spent all that money on a piece of technology when I could have invested in my team. Okay, so this might be something you've already answered in in the last 15 minutes, but if you could have given yourself a gift, so it's your first year of dentistry, and present self Allison could have gifted something to 21-year-old, 24-year-old Allison? Uh, 26-year-old, yeah. 26-year-old Allison. You're, you receive this gift, and it is one mindset. What is that gift that you open up? Confidence. I didn't have a lot of confidence back then. Um, I, I didn't have the, the whole skill set, and I knew I didn't have the whole skill set when I graduated. I had some clinical, but there's always more to learn. And I wish I just would have had the confidence that, yeah, I can do this. That is so empowering. Um, so, yes, th- we really could go on and on and on about this topic. So I think we're, I mean, in some way, shape, or form, we will continue to cover bad thinking and how it limits us because we know if you are like us, you want to continue to be at your best and perform as high as you can. Um, but I, I do think you should take a minute and look at where the bad thinking is because sometimes we want to ignore it because it embarrasses us. But take a minute and sit down and think, where is bad thinking limiting you? Where, where is this holding you back? Because there's opportunity here to change. Thank you for listening to the Authentic Dentist Podcast. To join Allison and Sean on this journey, hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode. Here's to your success. Express yourself fully. Live authentic. Live authentic.